60 songs that explain the 90s are back and in their final stretch. The Ringer's music critic Rob Harvilla curates and explores 60 iconic songs from the 90s that define the decade. Rob is joined by a variety of guests to break it all down as they turn back the clock. Check out 60 songs that explain the 90s exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. Dave. If you're booking WWE. Okay. And you have to crown either Kyle O'Reilly or Johnny Gargano as the next Daniel Bryan. Who do you pick? Oh, uh, man. Is it, uh, would y'all be mad at me if I said I was never the biggest Kyle O'Reilly fan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess Johnny, Johnny Gargano, definitely. 1,000%. Uh, but I, I, I think most people would agree with you. That's a really bad question. A really mean question on my part. But whatever. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we're nice, and sometimes the show is full of mean questions. Let's get it started. <laughs> hey, Heel Kaz is here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to you are listening to And you're listening to the listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How are you doing, man? I'm feeling good, Dave. How about yourself? I'm good. I was telling you we just put our baby down. Our baby's almost three. It's not even a baby. Your baby's still a baby. How's your baby doing? My baby is about 17 days old, and uh uh, she's she's getting there on the sleep schedule. But if you could, obviously, this is an audio-only podcast, but somebody said I look like I'm well-rested. I'm like, really? Thanks, <laughs> because I'm sure not. You but know what? It's because you, you look different. I'm, I mean, this is when this is, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like sometimes people like 
like compliment your hair just because they're like they notice something's different about your yeah. hair, but they don't actually like your hair. But it's like yeah. the way of saying like I'm like you're just perceiving something. It's, it's, you, their, you, it's their nice way of saying we noticed you, you noticed you did something different. <laughs> That's all they're trying to do. I always would get people asking me if I shaved my beard when it was like soup, when it was like this, like when it was like oh, two weeks of growth, because they would just be like, you look weird. What's different about you? <laughs> they could see it. They could see it. They could see the constant concern uh, <laughs> for, for, for my child's safety in my, in my face every day now. So I think that's why they say, Oh, you look well rested. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. But thanks. Nice of you to say. Well, other than yeah, that, things are good. <laughs> that's fantastic, man. And wear that constant concern like a badge. But let's talk Damn about right. <laughs> let's talk about professional wrestling. We got a lot to talk about. We got winners coming coming up next week. Kind of had the pseudo go home show last night as we we're recording this. Mentioned Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano, who sort of said their farewells to NXT at War Games, which we'll talk about. Um, Want to talk about Matt Cardona? We haven't talked about him that much, but this is a good opportunity to do it if we get a shot. And day one's obviously on the horizon, and we got some teas and stuff coming up for that. But the thing we got to start with is um, is some sad news. Uh, God, I hated this. I hate this. It's like right before we hit record. Sean Ross Sapp broke the news that Jeff Hardy's been released by WWE. Now, it's... um, I guess a lot of people watching this might have seen the sort of fan video or whatever that went around. It was late. Was it late last week that that there was that there was this sort of just ambiguous news that that broke that was like, well, the, had, the quote being used was uh, Jeff Hardy was sent home for being uh, in rough shape um, or yeah. having a rough night. Sorry, he had a rough night. And yeah. um, shout out to Babyface producer Kerma. He sent me the video and and, and the the fan recorded video I think is in Edinburgh, Texas. And after like a hot tag. To Drew McIntyre, it was Drew McIntyre, King King Woods, and and Hardy in a six man tag against the Bloodline, uh, which I'm assuming is the main event. You know, um, he hot tags Drew. Drew gets his hot tag off, and if you look in the corner, Jeff just kind of rolls, peppers out the ring, just walks out the crowd, and like you can see security kind of chasing after him. I think my guy Keith was over there trying to chase after Hardy. And uh, that was it. And then at the end of the video, after I guess Drew and the team won, you could kind of see him motioning to the crowd, like doing like the Jeff Hardy dance, like, where's Jeff? Like, you know, and to hear the news today is, um, God, it is really uh, heartbreaking. Um, You know, addiction. And I don't want to assume it's addiction, but I'm just putting, you know, two and two together because of, uh, you know, what's been reported. Um, Matt Hardy's quotes um, in the, the New York Post, I want to say, or on this Twitch stream that was reported by the New York Post, saying that you know he's okay, he's at home, and it's not as he's not at liberty to speak about his health. Um, and if Jeff wants to speak on it, he'll speak on it. Uh, Jeff did refuse rehab, um, which isn't to say that he had uh, you know he had a relapse or anything like that, but it did say you know he kind of refused whatever help that WWE was giving him. Um, so I don't want to speculate on what the health issue might be, but obviously he has a long past of addiction. Um, and it's been one of the things that has always been heartbreaking with Jeff Hardy, because you, you know how I always say on the show, Jeff Hardy is one of the most beloved wrestlers in in WWE history. Every black guy's favorite pro wrestler. Like if Mm -hmm. you go and 
there's a handful of people. Jeff Hardy is one of those handful of current wrestlers that you can show them to somebody who even had a fading interest in the product for the past 20 years. And they'll know who Jeff Hardy is. Um, that's what kind of makes it so heartbreaking. He's one of the most beloved wrestlers that there ever has been in the history of this uh, profession. Um, he's an enigma. He's somebody who just people just gravitate towards. Um, he's a brilliant in-ring worker. He's groundbreaking. He has done things that have literally set the mold of what professional wrestling is today. Um, to put it in layman's terms, he's got a lot of kids out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> when it comes to professional wrestling, a lot of people grew up idolizing Jeff Hardy. Um, and even with all of those issues that he's had in the past, you know, whether it was world title runs cut short or just not being able to trust that he'll be able to stay on the straight and narrow. I mean, obviously you got, you know, turning point with Sting. That that was probably like the lowest of the low that happened. And what, what breaks my heart the most is um, just had a, a broken skull session to a Stone Cold Steve Austin on the WWE Network, which is almost like the telltale sign of like, okay, like we 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 believe in this guy, you know what I mean? Like we're gonna start really promoting this dude because if you kind of pay attention to the context clues, whether it was the end of the Battle Royal last week or you know the interviews that he's been talking about with with Ryan Satin and everything, you kind of get the feeling that they were getting ready to put Jeff back into the main event picture. You kind of get the feeling he was getting he was getting ready for for at least we talked about it on the show. There. Yeah, we talked we talked about the up the possibility of whether or not it was it was feasible. And I mean, I think I mean, listen, as sad as that video was, especially now looking back, as a just completely like you know, just heartless wrestling fan. When I watched, it, I was just like, oh, all right, Jeff and Woods are in the main event against against the the bloodline. Like that's my like you know that's my wrestling fan note right. So I thought that was I thought that was telling for both of them, but yeah, for Jeff Hardy in particular. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the, that's the part that hurts me the most about it, right? Like, he's a guy for all intents and purposes could have been a world champion for years, like a face of a company, a you know somebody that you know when you when you when you bring up. The history of the WWE and just the history of pro wrestling in the past 30 years. He's been doing this since he was what, 16. I think he was 16 years old on WWF Superstars way back in the day. You can't tell that story without Jeff Hardy, right? But I say all that to say, um, I really hope Jeff is 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 getting the help he truly needs. Um, I don't want to get into the whole fantasy booking. Where does he go to wrestle? Like Jeff Hardy's wrestling future is the furthest thing from my mind right now, you know. I'm just going to jump in to say the reason why this is so heartbreaking is all the things you said, but it's also because he did have all these issues in the past and he seemed to have gotten better. Yes. Right? Yes. Like we love the underdog story in the ring and in real life. And there's not a lot of like disconnect sometimes, you know? I mean, the fact that he seemed to sort of get himself headed in the right direction is like one of the true sort of like, like, Feel like good stories, heroic victories of our wrestling lives, right? I mean, that's just one of those yeah. things that you that that it's because it, it's it. Frankly, it's the anomaly as far as those things go. You know, usually some. I mean, our generation, like our generation of fans, the guys that we watched, a lot of them got really the ones that got messed up didn't get better. You know, or they, or, yeah. or you know, not not to the extent that Jeff has gotten better. So it's sad to see him in that situation. I will say, I got a note from WWE PR. This is, you know, one of the benefits to being a corporate shill. And uh, they have no official <laughs> statement on it. They have no official statement on it, but like 
in so much as like, you know, I asked about the reports that say this, this, what happened on Saturday was one of many incidents. And there's reports that say WWE has offered him the opportunity to go to rehab uh, more than once. And Jeff continuously refuses to go. Um, but and the, the, they're they're not they're they're they are formally not denying that. I mean, they acknowledge that those reports exist and are and and are kind of letting that lie, and that they uh, and that you know that they cut him. They're not denying that either. So it is what it is. Uh, it's a really sad story, and yeah, we'll save the fantasy it's really book sad. for later. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it, it's tough. I mean, we've all seen, I mean, we, yeah. we get to our age. We've seen, we've seen this in our personal lives. We've seen this, you know, friends, family, the whole thing. It's, it, but it's, uh, it just sucks, man. It sucks to have somebody it's, and it's not just that he let us down. I mean, that's, we're sort of beyond that, especially with Jeff, you know, at this point, but it's a real disease, man. Like it, it's more than just telling, it's more than just telling people, oh man, you got to just get better, bro. Like he, he can't, he can't keep messing. I'm, I'm already seeing the BS on Twitter and social media and just like, the way that people just ignorantly speak about addiction and how people deal with it. And it's like, it's, it's, it's deeper than that, bro. It's not just the, Oh, just, just kick whatever habit you're doing. Like, it's not that simple. I think he really wants to, I think a lot of people around him really want him to, um, people that love him, the company he works for, like the people that care about him, his family, everybody wants that, but it's not that simple. It's a real disease. I hope he gets the, the I hope he gets the help that he, he truly needs. Um, and I just hope he doesn't become, like you said, a, 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 another unfortunate tale of of what happens in this industry, man. Like that's that's you know a lot of times the stories don't have happy endings, and for a while it seemed like Jeff Hardy was gonna have that. Um, so I, I hope it's not too late for him, and uh, I really do hope uh, he, he's he's doing as as good as he can be. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta get help, and you gotta. I mean, the 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 kind of real tragic thing about this this disease is that you gotta kind of want help. You know, you gotta accept help. It's not just like you know, you get take some medicine. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, I I, I we, we we wish the guy the best, and uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a tough story. Uh, also, uh, in the tough story department, um, Black Blackjack Lanza just passed away. Jim Ross tweeted out that news. Um, I think most people in this day and age know him, know that he was a booker backstage for, oh man, like the late eighties, all the way through the early two thousands and mid two thousands. Uh, he was in the WWE hall of fame with blackjack Mulligan. Uh, he's, he's, he was a, he was a, he was a, you know, well-respected guy in the book, you know, in backstage and in producing and, and all that kind of stuff. So and being a road agent. So, um, you know, he's a big, he was a big dude, but go back and watch, just go back and Google some, some Blackjack Lanza videos on YouTube or on the, on Peacock or whatever. He wrestled absolutely everywhere from, you know, St. Louis to North Carolina to, uh, he was up in Minnesota. Um, and of course, in W, you know, the early W, the WWWF, um, in Georgia, everything. So, I mean, he's, he's got, had a long ass career and he's, he's, He's the model for a lot of people that came after him. And he's a smart guy. He knew how to construct, he knew how to build the match after he retired and when he was doing it. So go back and appreciate our legends. Uh, spend time watching them and, and understand how they helped get us to where we are now. But uh, where we are now, where are we right now? What do you want to talk about first? Let's talk about 
we have AEW is coming up, and AEW was last night. But I guess before we get to AEW, I want to talk about a couple of dudes who are who have been rumored to be potentially showing up in AEW. Um, of course, I'm talking about Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, both of them wrestled over the weekend at uh, NXT War Games, um, and I think. Well, even if they even if they weren't in the news, I think this is a pretty good opportunity to kind of say goodbye to get you know to 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 bid our final farewell to NXT 1.0. You know, the 2.0 has yes. been in the 2.0 has been in motion for a minute, but I mean the main event was Team 2.0 versus Team Black well, and Gold. It was right? the swan song. It was the swan song. It, it feels like. Um, it actually feels like Tom Tommaso Champa might be like the last man standing uh, as far as like holding on to where that brand was and where it's going to go. Um, but I think it was very significant that they gave Johnny Gargano that moment because I do think he was kind of unfairly targeted uh, when NXT was starting to bear the brunt of the shift within professional wrestling. Um, you know, when AEW really started to launch, uh, a lot of folks were like, oh man, WWE, they're in trouble. But I've always maintained that what's really going to suffer is like the minor leagues and uh, the the indies. And, um, you know, and for the most part, NXT. NXT was probably the biggest, what we know as NXT, what we've known NXT to be was probably the biggest casualty of it and um you know folks kind of try to get on the gargano champa uh epilogue between those two as a reason why people started to like gear towards away towards away from that product and i always thought that was a little unfair i always thought johnny gargano was kind of like played his role the best that anybody could possibly play it for that uh um time of the company um did it, he did a tremendous job when uh you know one of my one of my favorite pay-per-views I've been to in the past several years was uh Survivor Series right before the pandemic where it was NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown and even though Gargano was hurt um you know he was in a he, he was put in a particular situation to be one of the the faces of that brand and um you know it, it's not his fault you know what I'm saying like I think he did an amazing job I think he got he got his flowers while he deserved them and uh, it was, it, it's, if this is all a big swerve and he comes back and he, and he, you know, and he's the one who takes out Chomp or whatever, you know, congratulations. But I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's where they're going. Uh, I don't think that's where the tea leaves are being read right now. Um, it just feels like it's the end of an era. And, uh, oh. you know. Gargano. It is a hundred percent an end of the end of an era. Yeah, I think. The, I mean, I think when most people saw him come out, he used his old theme music. He had the the outfit that was like all of the all of his previous takeover outfits, like sewn into one. It was like the, mm-hmm. the amazing Technicolor dream coat of 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 takeover main events. It's a. <laughs> it, it. I mean, the the reaction online in that moment was. Oh, this is oh, it. Well, not only is this this is it, but like he's going to AEW. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that was just that was that. I think that the opinion has sort of come around afterwards. Now people are saying, wait, is that what we're feeling? Is that what just happened? Or did we just see the setup for like a dude who's going to go on paternity leave and then show up on SmackDown in a couple of months? Which is totally possible. Which is totally possible. I mean, listen, he said some very key words uh, that made me believe that I don't think that he's 
automatically out the door. I do think he's done being in NXT. But you mentioned that at the top of the show, the cold open question of the week was, <laughs> if you're going to book your new Daniel Bryan, who would it be, right? And uh, listen, love Gargano. I really think he fits that mold. And maybe he's that guy that could kind of take up the mantle of the lovable underdog that WWE kind of seems to lack right now. You know what I mean? Like, For sure. Everybody's kind of, they've kind of, jettisoned all of their lovable underdogs and undersized wrestlers to to AEW or straight up release them. You know what I mean? Like if you don't fit the mold um of 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 a WWE proven commodity, a former athlete or somebody with potential to be a proven commodity, they're not really fucking with you right now. So I mean I can see it both ways. I could definitely see Gargano staying and becoming like a a, a a mainstay on the main roster. Or I could see him going to AEW and kind of getting it's 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 weird right now. It, it's weird. I I I think Kyle O'Reilly is much more of a a short thing at AEW than Johnny Gargano is because I don't think Gargano needs uh, that insulation that I think Kyle O'Reilly has always thrived in. He's always thrived in groups. He's always thrived in tag teams. Um, you know, they're already telling the story with Cole and Bobby Fish and and all these other people. So like that kind of he threw up the UE after uh, kind of beating up on um, on Von Wagner at NXT War Games. So I could see that happening for AEW. But just the more I think about it, and the more. You see how social media has kind of played it up. I could totally be wrong because they gave Adam Cole a, a sweet farewell. They've gave Moxley a, a sweet farewell. They've given certain people like sweet farewells. But I don't know. I mean, I guess that's I guess that's what we got to wait on and, and see what uh what happens around WrestleMania season, right? Because he says around February is when he'll you know he'll he'll be he'll be in, in dad duty. So that kind of leaves the door open for you know March, April, May to see where he lands. So who knows? Yeah, I, I, yeah. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of where you are with this. Uh, yeah. Dave Meltzer is saying the feeling from what I was told from people in NXT is that they believe that they're going to be back. Uh, back at NXT, you, those or are, back yeah. In well, those are angles that both are both of them are having children early next year. Ah, okay. Uh, and gotcha. I and if I recall correctly, they both had. Uh, dark match tryouts and SmackDown together, right? They wrestled each other. So, and everything I read about Gargano was that like they want to keep him. You know what I mean? Like they both they, they were both offered contracts. No, no, yeah. no. We don't know if that was a they're offered like fifty cent contracts or like you know whatever. <laughs> but like they were, um, yeah. So I mean, I think that the AEW choice is interesting for both of them. O'Reilly could slide right in and do something there, although. Even if he's not going to be the next Daniel Bryan, there could be a lot of opportunity for him to stick around WWE because as much as the track record for dudes like him isn't like super high, both of those guys, they don't have to be the next Daniel Bryan. That was a little bit of a loaded question the way I phrased it. But like, there's going to be opportunities for both those guys to stand out because there's less of their cohorts there's less around of them. them. Yeah, like yeah. there's there, there's an opportunity for you to really stand out as a phenomenal wrestler where all the guys that are known for putting on these work rate matches aren't there anymore. Now it's kind of on you. Daniel Bryan's out there having the time of his life in AEW, but like <laughs> at the but at his peak, he would tell. I mean, I talked to him, and I, pro, I think I think I did it on the podcast, but who I don't even remember at this point. But you would talk. You would talk to him, and he would say straight up, he was just like, you know, you'd ask him, "Do you don't you wish there were more dudes like you, more of these indie guys that you could go toe to toe with?" And he was like, "You know, WWE is like the circus, man. It's like you can't, like, like 
Big Show doesn't work without Daniel Bryan, and Daniel Bryan doesn't work without the Big Show, right? It's there got go. to be different sorts of things that are sort of playing off each other for this whole presentation. So the idea that like WWE wants an army of the rocks, I mean, I don't think they're saying no if you know the clones of if multiple Dwayne Johnson clones walk through the door. Listen, if but, you saw that NIL announcement and saw everybody, it's like they said. This Bianca Bella and Charlotte Flair thing worked out really well. Let's just get a bunch of these people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To that. So I get it, yeah. Roman Reigns, Big E. I mean, listen, Baron Corbin played in the NBA, NFL. Why would you Why would you go against that? Well, we can talk about that, too. They just had that announcement. There were what, they, they was, I saw it on Instagram. There was like 15 people or something. They're all former legit athletes, and they're all just like, you know, exactly, like just beefy, whatever, just just former, I mean, <laughs> legit blue chippers who are going to be, yeah. you know, put through the, put through the, uh, you know, the works to see what they come out as. I mean, there are a lot, you know, a lot of people <clears throat> weren't too excited about that. A lot of diehard fans, like, they're listening to the show. But listen, I mean, the WWE's, I mean, I said this, I said this when someone sent me that link. I was like, they're like, oh man, we're, we're doing this. And I was like, listen, if we end up with like a real monotonous style, I mean, if everybody gets trained to work the same way and the ring quality is is just like demonstrably bad, then that's going to be what sucks about it, right? But the idea that we're recruiting from like the blue chipper ranks is not a like bad people, the top athletes across the country. Like yeah, people I think- are acting, people are acting like <laughs> WWE is like it, like like turning their back on wrestling history to do this. Like like no, this is wrestling history. This is like, wrestling e- history. Yes. Every 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 fa- like every like main event wrestler that like that that existed before like 1990 was a dude hey. that like that like was a bouncer or a, was either a bouncer or a football player you know like Sorry. blew out their knee kevin Come nash on. wouldn't have been around if he didn't blow out his knee playing center like it's that's that was Come the on. way that Sto- these stone cold steve austin was a center at, in football okay the rock you of miami like we can go on and on like uh, Bret hart amateur wrestler cody Rhodes, amateur wrestler and football player like it, it, it's it's nonstop. Like Xavier Woods, former amateur wrestler in in state of Georgia. Like they're not, and even and even the ones and I'm talking way back. Even the ones that weren't actually like blue chip athletes. You know, they're not all you know just like famous football players or wrestlers. Right. But what they all had in common back in those days was somebody said, "Hey, that dude looks like a wrestler." Right. Yeah. Some, somebody. Somebody had to be like, I pick him to bring them behind the curtain and teach them how to wrestle because there wasn't the perception that you could just go to a wrestling school and learn how to bump. You know, there like every wrestler that of the past generations has stories about how they were training before they even were told that it was fake. You know, I mean, it was it was it. Stone Cold has that story. You know, I mean, it's it's just a it's funny, man. But 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 it is going to be interesting to see how this goes now. I think that if they're going to, if they're determined to do this, and I say this with, you know, somewhat seriously, if you're going to keep it all in house to, and you want to mix it up, dude, you, you know what they got to do? If they're not going to, if they're not going to be recruiting from the Indies, they got to send these guys to the Indies. Like mm. guys and girls for like, Sounds like them, Evolve or GCW send them on, or something. No, just send them on fucking Rumspringa for like a month every year. <laughs> put them in a put them in a rental car with a six pack and a sack of potato, like a literal sack of potatoes, and like 
75 bucks and give him a give him a a, a, a calendar <laughs> a hot dog like, and a handshake you're driving to this <laughs> you're driving to like to like bloomington illinois on tuesday on thursday you got to be in like you know some like chicago suburb on and just like just have him work like tiny shows all over the country under like assumed names and just let them learn life on the road because wwe even if they want to bring everything in house they have to acknowledge that every one of their documentaries about a wrestler is like talks about you know the hand sandwiches you need they that eat, struggle like, moving town to town you got to get the struggle man you got and you and, and you got to and you meet other people and you can i mean they can help identify talent but they can also just learn just learn from being around you know anyway they're not going to do that but that would be great <laughs> wwe if you want to put me in charge of your indie wrestling rumspringer i'll figure it out this episode is brought to you by ebay motors Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. Side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Anyway, what were we talking oh, we talk about Gargano and, and O'Reilly? Um, you know, Gargano is just like, Gargano is one of the most just like talented wrestlers in the world. I think that, I think I said before, I think that if he went to, I think that if he went to AEW, I'm not saying he, I don't think that there's any reason why he couldn't be in the main event. And I think he would be, but I think it's sort of like his role feel, to me feels a little bit more like a, like, like the king of the mid card sort of, you know, like he would be like an epic TNT champion, or if they ever introduced a sort of belt above that, you know, like a, a U.S. title or something like that, just let him let him be the sort of 
Ricky Steamboat like type for a long time, but like, but he could, but he can, but he can do absolutely anything. Like he's more talented than a lot of the dudes in the main event on both on both companies. But but here's my thing, right? Like how many how many of these guys can you afford to let go, right? For as because for as much as you may want to create WWE in this new image or this image for the future, you still need to satisfy those fans of people who like that shit. Right. And like, even if not everybody on your roster is like that, you still need at least like four or five of those dudes that can do that for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you, you, would you turn your nose up at a Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, U.S. title match? No, I'm watching that immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like, same thing for the Intercontinental title. Like, maybe this is their way of, of a, a WWE's way of rebuilding that mid card and, and getting people interested. And, and, you know, there, there still needs to be, I mean, God, when's the last like NXT graduation that has really worked out well? You know what I'm saying? Like, not so much as, not so much like, I, I, I don't count like the riddles and the Damian Priest of the world because like they were just on NXT one day and then it was like, oh, video package, they're coming, right? Like, there hasn't been like a true like graduation of, okay, I'm leaving NXT. Oh, snap, this guy's on SmackDown. In a pretty long time, right? And I think with the releases and everything that's happened, like they haven't really had the opportunity to do that. You know, like I think Keith Lee might have been the last one. And, you know, again, another disappointing uh, way that sort of ended because Keith Lee was awesome. Um, but that being said, like just as a as a businessman, even if you want to go all in on we're going to get these five-star athletes and turn them into WWE performers, you still need those handful of guys that can get you across that bridge, right? Like, it's a, it, that's a hard pivot to make already, and, and you're kind of already making it. But, um, you know, uh, I, let, let's talk some AEW. I don't want, I don't want anybody mad at us uh, this week because I did. there was a lot of things I did like on Dynamite this week, so I, I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> No, it's true. I mean, listen, the the the, the moral of the story is, well, we don't know what's going to happen with Gargano and O'Reilly. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, it, certainly if you look at the way that the last couple, the NXT 2.0 era treated them, O'Reilly was sort of shunted off into this weird tag team thing. But, but you know, Gargano was put in that main event match. He's a face of the company. And that could have been just a fond farewell. I mean, it was a fond farewell one way or the other. I don't think he's going to be back in NXT. But... I mean, both of them are treating on Twitter and, you know, whatever, in real life as if they're done with NXT. Um, whether that means they're going to be up on the main roster, whether they're going to be in AEW, or whether it's all a swerve, brother. Like, it's it, it could, who knows? Who knows? But, um, I'd be, I mean, I was saying forever, to answer my own question, I've said since, for, since I was on the Cheap Heat podcast, so before, you know, before the ringer existed, I've, I always said, WWE, if you don't think Daniel Bryan's or Daniel Bryan, go hire Kyle O'Reilly and make it to make it. You know, like I thought he was that guy. I, I don't know that I'm, I mean, I think Gargano has much more upside at this point. I think Kyle O'Reilly's got, still has a ton of potential. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, he was, he, they, 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 and, and he would be probably main eventing that show if 2.0 hadn't happened, right? I mean, he was getting, he was being positioned for that. But I yes. just think that, I mean, everything that made Daniel Bryan... I mean, listen, Daniel Bryan's one of the most elite wrestlers in the world, right? Brian Danielson now. Uh, he was... He he had a lot... I mean, he had just the entire toolkit going for him when he was re- coming up in WWE, you know, when the Yes Movement was starting. 
But the thing that really clicked it, that really got it for him, and in, internally in WWE was his was his comedy, was his was his willingness to do absolutely anything that was asked of him in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And Gargano's got that down. Like the, yeah, Gargano, I think, like, I, and and that's what makes me think that he's staying. I think that was his graduation, right? It was like, okay, I think he had the opportunity. I don't know what his contract situation was like, but I'm pretty sure he had the opportunity to be like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'll just just beat me however you want. I'm going to AEW in a few months, right? I think the fact that like his last run of NXT right before that match at War Games was him doing straight up sports entertainment <laughs> and acting and doing skits and being damn funny in them was like, ah, okay, we can use this guy. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe maybe this is, you know, Johnny's always said, you know, for some people, WWE, WWF was always the end-all, be-all. And knowing that about WWE and knowing that about your dreams, you got to know that you can't just be a work rate guy. You got to be able to bring something more than just being able to put on banger matches and not to say it's anything wrong with just putting on banger matches but he showed me something else he showed that he can be useful and entertaining in ways that doesn't involve you know spamming super kicks and and you know doing like 40 minute matches you know so that's a way you know especially and you know when you're becoming a father you got to think a little less selfishly too you know what i'm saying like you got to start thinking like okay well do I want to keep wrestling this much? Or like maybe it's better for my family to be able to get this, you know, get this money without having to necessarily go out there and, and kill myself 30 minutes every single night. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that changes the older he gets. But I know just as, you know, when you're expecting, your mindset starts to change and you start to think of other people besides yourself. And maybe that's his thinking and maybe that's the way he's going to go. But who knows? I guess there's there's, there's interest there and we'll see where, where Gargano goes from here after the, uh, you know, after the baby's here. Well, let's talk about AEW a little bit, uh, with or without these two as as major players. Uh, winter is coming is next week. Um, they had the kind of go home show for it last night. Uh, it was a, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it was you know the past two weeks of AEW have been I've I've seen people saying AEW fans saying they were sort of unimpressed by both shows, but it was never it was never universal, right? There are people who were just like last night if you looked on the message boards wow, that was a lot better than last week. And then people were saying like, man, this one fell flat for me, but I loved last week, you know, like whatever. So, I mean, I think that that's, that sort of extreme reaction one way or the other is actually a really positive sign for them that people care that yes. much and whatever. <laughs> but, but you know, this has been a two-week run leading up to a, not exactly like a major, major pay-per-view or something like that, but it's, you know, winter is coming is like an event for them. Um, and, you know, like the main event last night was, was, Silver versus Danielson, you know, in a match that everybody knew how it was going to end. And you're kind of excited to see how these two dudes match up. But it's not like there's any excitement here. And there wasn't really any excitement after. I mean, you know, it wasn't like some big, big swerve or anything like that. It's It's been pretty, you know, steady going for the past couple of weeks for them. Um, Punk MJF is, you know, the war of words continues. And I think that's really the biggest thing that happened last night was Punk opening the show with MJF's music. And we've talked before about how one of the greatest things about AEW and it's it's is that they let their their wrestlers be embraced by their hometowns. If you look at the if you look at AEW's upcoming events right now, there's there's well there was last night when I looked there is Winter is Coming, uh, which is in Dallas I think, and then the week after that they're at the Greensboro Coliseum, which is you know there's been a lot of wrestling history there, um, and. 
and Matt Hardy is front and center on the poster, right? And the first time you look, you're just like, why? Is Matt Hardy more, did I miss a Matt Hardy angle? It's like, no, it's North Carolina. He's from North Carolina. Like, that's what they're going to do, you know, whatever. Tickets. Yeah. So it's just really cool. And it's not just, the, just not just letting people get a standing ovation. It is, and I think I said this, it is embracing the cinnamon, the sentimental side of pro wrestling. Like, we love these, we love, we love wrestlers for what they do for us right we love these guys and gals because they put it on the line for us all the time and we love and 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 we love to appreciate them we'll boo if you're supposed to boo hell people were booing cm punk last night that had no desire to boo the guy for any real reason except they could tell he was healing off and whatever people are gonna boo dan brian danielson and it's not because he has a top knot it's not because his hair slicked back into a ponytail <laughs> now it's because he's like working kind of heel in this angle or whatever but like everybody loves him, we'll boo. But it's like it is a sentiment. There is a huge sentimental side to the sport right now, and to and and to and to let Ruby Soho come out and bask in the adulation of like Indiana is like is 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 a, is a cool thing. And it's and it's and and it allows us to sort of, I mean, we appreciate the wrestlers. Now we appreciate the company for letting us appreciate the wrestlers. You know, I mean, it's just like it's not it's it's just it's nice. But anyway, um, so. The I don't even know where I was going with all that, but the, but but winter is no, coming I'll, is coming up next week. Oh, oh, so we got. I'm sorry, the MJF Punk thing. They let yes. MJF kind of be the baby face of this feud because yes. they're out on Long Island, right? And it and it was really just it was cool for one night, you know. I think that was the best thing AEW's done in a long time because it accomplished two things, right? One, it accomplished uh, CM Meek. It accomplished getting CM Punk into something that he's that I really like him in, right? Like I think the Eddie Kingston feud kind of started it, but I think this role with MJF is really getting into the okay. Like now, this is the guy that I really liked growing up. This is the guy who can talk at any crowd, talk down anybody, talk up anybody, get me excited to see him fight anyone. It's the first time he mentioned. I'm coming for the world title also. You know what I'm saying? So it was a whole lot of things that got me really excited. And I think it's the best, I think it's the best thing between MJF and CM Punk. I think their rivalry is probably the best thing happening in pro wrestling right now. Just like their war of words. Just what just from the just from the you mentioned at the beginning, just from the pendulum of reactions that anytime they talk get. Like last week, some people could have said, okay, it's a little crass. To be like, all right, you know, CM Punk's only bigging up Britt Baker because he's trying to get in her pants or whatever. And then CM Punk comes back and is basically like, yo, he's healing it up for Long Island. Basically saying like, yo, if you root for Long Island, you're chi- you root for MJF, you're chicken shit. This guy's a piece of shit. Like, this guy's sexist. This guy's uh, all these things that you're probably really thinking. And then at the very next commercial break... They had this incredible video package where he's like pulling up in a, in, a, in a Ferrari or a Lambo. I forgot what the car was. Then they got the voiceover pretty much saying all of his accomplishments in Long Island. And it accomplished the second thing that I'm really excited for is, is if how does MJF work as a babyface, even if it's for one night, right? Mm-hmm. And to see him not really change anything about him. But get cheered wildly. I don't want to get blasphemous here, 
I might get a little blasphemous. I might get a little oh. blasphemous. I might get a little a lot of people not agreeing with me on this. It felt very stone coldish. You know what I mean? It wow. felt very it felt very stone cold Steve Austin for the 2020s, right? Like at a point where this guy's an awful person. Stone cold Steve Austin is a terrible like he's a he's he, Beating up people and par- paralyzing them and, and breaking their ankles and breaking into people's houses and you know making fun of God and like all these all these really terrible things. But as soon as you change the perspective just a little bit, you're like, oh man, I want to cheer for this guy so much. Even even in Long Island, even like take away the fact that he's in his hometown crowd, like the fact that he didn't really change much of it and he went full baby and it worked. Even the commentators, like there's a way, like there's a way there, like there's a way there where you could get somebody to be wildly cheered who is an absolute piece of shit, and it may not happen this year, it may not happen next year, but it showed me that one, like MJF is probably going to be one of the best heels of this generation, but if you let him really work babyface for a little bit, or if he catches a pocket where he could be a babyface. Oh man, now you got something really special. Now you got something a little bit revolutionary where AEW is like, okay, now we got somebody who can really, really lead us. And that's I got that, I got that vibe yesterday, dude. I got that vibe from I might have been a little blasphemous, but MJF, man, he he he's they got something. They got something major over there. Well, I mean, the thing with MJF, he's like the quintessential. It's funny because he's like such a he is such a an old school heel right i was actually watching with my wife last night and she was like what's the deal with this guy and i'm just like he's like he's a bad guy like a bad guy from our childhood like he's a bad guy like like, i'm just gonna make fun of your local sports team although cm punk was the one doing that tonight and just say that you're a bunch of like sniveling idiots and you're just gonna boo and that and you're gonna get excited when he gets beat up like that's the whole thing but (laughs) what's great is it's just like so meta at this point right it's so it's so self-referential it's so just self-aware mm-hmm. that you don't have to change anything all you have to do is go out there and say like i accept your cheers and you can still say all the mean stuff right i mean he could go out there and say his he could you people suck could be his catchphrase right i mean yeah. he could be like i hate every one of you including the children <laughs> and people would just be like chanting along with it because if, he, if he's kids. if he's posi- kids. yeah exactly if he's if he's positioned if he if he is you know nominally positioned as a baby face if we are given the green light to cheer the guy then yeah we will all be chanting fuck those kids it'll be fantastic <laughs> I think that I mean listen it wasn't it wasn't exactly a revelation that he could do it because I had all, I mean he what he did seem pretty like a natural progression of what he's done before yes but just the it's it, it's just a small. But it's a small thing that just feels really big when you see, when you see, I mean, after like a decade, nearly a decade of WWE fighting against what the fans are feeling, you know, in terms of what they're chanting. Now, this isn't all the fans and we all know that, but whatever. But having that, that it feeling like that at times and not being able to control it and, and everything else. And just to have AEW be able to pull off a little moment like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's impressive stuff, man. I mean, that's, that's, the that's, that's good. It's good. Um, but yeah, so what they're doing is fun. You know, I mean, I think that it's an, it's going to be easy if to say just these two guys out there, just like running their mouths at each other. If this is the way it goes for the rest of until who knows when, but, uh, 
I think that we're probably going to see them in the ring together, hopefully sooner rather than later. At least we'll get some fisticuffs. Punk keeps saying he doesn't want anything to do with Sean Spears or whatever, but like, you know, maybe that'll happen. It's not like, it sure doesn't seem like Punk has a hard cap on his match number with AEW like it looked like like I was told he did when he came in. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we'll see some of that stuff. I mean, it's it'll it'll uh, you know, I just hope we get I hope I hope the fists start flying soon. I'll say that. But so far, it's been a masterclass. And you're right. It's like I, I like I said, I wouldn't have thought they would have gone together so smoothly. And and it's uh it's it's been really great. Um it's talking about WWE, I mean AEW personalities who are over like Rover. It's not just MJF, and of course, CM Punk fits in that category too. But the most one of the most overperformers in AEW right now uh, might be Trent's mom Sue. Uh, I <laughs> I jokingly Sue. texted you last night that we should just do <laughs> we, we should just go through we should just go through the WWE roster and see how many people are less over than Sue. Um, but <laughs> man, Sue's just the best. Let's get a boo someone's mom, okay? Drop in a minivan. I, I pop for that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so great. The best friends are back together. Trent's healthy. He got himself a haircut. He looks fantastic. Looks ripped. Yeah. Uh, he got his last name back. I think I must have missed the drama on this, but I know he he obviously was just Trent on the Indies because WWE owned Trent Beretta, but now he's Trent Beretta again. I don't know if they changed the spelling or just. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Tony Khan traded like a, a some like tape library that he had in his garage to <laughs> WWE to use Beretta again. I don't. I, I, that's it's 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 funny, but the look was good. The reaction was great, yes. and it's a little thing. But giving the dude a full name does as about as much to position him for a big singles run as you could as as all that other stuff too yeah right? I, mean, I mean and he, he came I, and kind of whipped the elite's ass all by himself that seems yeah. like a guy ready for a solo run absolutely yeah. i mean i just think it's really it's really simple man trent no last name is not going to be aew's representative and em, em, emissary <laughs> to the world right trent Moretta, no we can work with that you know so yeah it's um, simple simple things wrestling's a very simple business and when you do it right way Works every time, all the time. Gotta love um, it. Yeah, it's really great. But Sue, oh, is Sue is crazy over that whole best friends crew. It's just, I mean, what a what a what an amazing group that is. I mean, it's yeah. it, it seems like, I mean, someday somebody's gonna leave one of the. I mean, gonna gonna turn on the best friends, and it's gonna be real dramatic, you know. But uh, of course, but I mean. Chuck Taylor is one of my like personal favorite just things in pro wrestling. He's a great dude and a, just an incredible performer. I was watching that match last night and I'm just like, man, you just forget that he's like real good. You know, a lot of those dudes just they're just very good wrestlers. Just I mean, Chuck Taylor in 2021 would have been like the best wrestler in the WWF in 1985. Yeah, I mean, it's just so crazy how good all these wrestlers are now. Um Anyway, so that was a lot of fun. Um, any other notes from last night in AEW that we need to go over? Um, I think that's I, it. And Brian, Daniel, I think that's the, the it. Danielson match was a lot of fun. Let's hold off. Let's hold off on on Danielson page talk for next week because you know I definitely there's a lot to chew on that with with what's the best way to go. Because man, how big of a heel does Brian Danielson become? If he beats Hangman out of page in his first title defense, like how how big of a heel does he become if he doesn't even get to defend the title, loses it on the first defense? 
shortest reign in, in AEW history. I think it's I think the possibility is there. You think so? I think the possibility is there. I think it is there. I mean, well, wait. When you say save it for next week, they're gonna fight next Wednesday. They're like the right, match yeah, is Wednesday. Yeah, so we'll be here. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. We will be here. So let's 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 bang it out. What do you, what do you what, how do you think they go with this, man? Because he's the Terminator right now, Brian Danielson. Like, he's just been you know just kicking everybody's ass. Well, and yeah, he's and he's and he's he's doing great work. I mean, Hangman Hank. Punk's already put the put the bait out there that he wants the title too. So I mean, like so that's I, out there now. I mean, I don't know. It's really it's it's really interesting. I mean, they they don't do non finishes, but they could do a non finish in this match. Like they could, this could be whoever. I mean, Omega or Punk. What I mean, like you could you could do a thing where this sets up. You know, just kind of in, like the feud grows. But if it's if I got to pick a clean winner. Dang, I don't even know. I I think I I think I would go Hangman just for Bailey. <laughs> you know, they, because they have a lot invested in the dude. Really? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I and I and I think they have a lot invested in Brian Danielson too. So that's why I'm saying I I don't know. I don't know who's going for who's going to take it. I think if you take the title off of Hangman, you risk sort of going the Dusty Roads route, where it's just like. He's good. Like it's only he gets dusty finish wins against Flair every now and then, but he never gets to carry the title. And that was freaking great. And it, and it, and at the time, it it kept the fans coming back and kept that promotion going. But people would just shit all over the, the dusty Flair, you know, long term run uh, if it happened now. Anyway, let's roll on. We got you. Got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Uh, we we got to touch on some WWE stuff. The uh, the the Sami Zayn. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns thing on Friday night was executed beautifully. On Monday night, we got the cage match between Big E and Kevin Owens with uh, Rons and getting involved and then Lashley coming out and laying all of, laying waste to all of them. Um, do you think we're, you think we're setting up a, a fatal four way at day one now with Lashley involved or is he just going to be lurking around the periphery? I think, I think Lashley's just going to be lur- lurking around the periphery right now. I think with him, He's uh the, the the Bobby Lashley fuck those kids world tour has come to an end and it's time for him to go get back what he believes is rightfully his. Um, I do believe we're talking about people that are going to AEW. I do believe Kevin Owens was thrown in there to eventually take that pin. So there's no heat off of Seth. There's no heat off of Big E. And, uh, you know, now you got Lashley and you could play with those guys a little bit up until, you know, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania other places um Lashley's earned this man like he went into he went into Royal Rumble the world champ he went to the, to WrestleMania the world no he went to WrestleMania last year as the world champ he went to SummerSlam last year as the world champ it doesn't make much sense to take him out of the world title picture you know especially as WrestleMania season is coming around the corner there's lots of things to do with him there there's lots of things to do with Seth as well I think Seth is in a mode right now that uh you know he he hasn't really had in a long time but Biggie's just, you know, he's the quintessential babyface champion. So they're just throwing obstacle after obstacle after obstacle after obstacle at him. And they're booking him exactly how that he should be booked. He should be in peril every single week. Every single week, every single pay-per-view, we should be thinking, this is the time that he loses the title. Oh, this is the time he loses the title. Oh, this is the time they get they get off of him. That that's that's how I'm looking at it. What about you, bro? Yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree. I, I think that I, it wouldn't shock me if Lashley was in there. I mean, that they're building day one up to be this really huge show. We're going to get Edge versus 
uh, Miz there. We're going to get the Usos in the New Day, Reigns and Lesnar, obviously. I mean, if they put another giant star into that match, it it, it feels it might feel about a little bit like putting a hat on a hat, but like it's a <laughs> it's a it wouldn't shock me if they just did everything they could to make this seem like super big and super important. Day one is going to, I don't know what day one's going to feel like on day two, but going into day one, it's going to feel like WrestleMania. So, I mean, it's, it'll be, it'll be really, it's fun to watch that start, start taking shape. And I'm excited that Kevin Owens is in the main event. And I'm excited that Sami Zayn is lurking around the main event on SmackDown, even if he's getting screwed out of his opportunities and everything else. I mean, it's those are two of the best dudes. And I, I, I hope that they stay in WWE because I think that like they are like integral components to what WWE does week in and week out. And it would be super sad to see him go not as a WWE homer, but just as like a person that enjoys watching WWE when they're on TV. You know, I mean, the other guy, other guys who've left Daniel, Bryan, I mean, Daniel Bryan too, whatever. But like, man, I just I love those guys and think that they're just part. They can be part of the fabric. Anyway, we got to get at it. I think there's a there's a big part of Daniel Bryan has done so much in WWE, and I still think there's still a lot for Kevin and Sammy to do there, and that's why I would I would love for them to stay there. But yes, you're right. We do got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, show. we we got to get out of here. Uh, do you want to do your plugs on the way out the door? Yes, sir. MSGPM after every Knicks game. Uh, check me out on uh, Say Less with Cats, Looking at Rosie, Lat Low and Rosie. I've been holding it down for me while I've been on Daddy duty, and uh, that's about it, man. Continue to support. Thank you so much. Uh, you can find me here. You can find me uh, on the press box. You can sometimes find me on other podcasts. Um, big shout out this week to Matt Cardona, who's now showing up in the NWA, and he's like the new, the official new belt collector. It looks like in the indie wrestling scene. I just can't believe what that guy's managed to do. Uh, thanks, as always, to our babyface production assistant, John Kerma, and a, and uh, we're thinking about you, Johnny Moxie. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace.